Hello, friends, and welcome to another edition of Trashy Divorces, everybody's favorite good podcast about bad relationships. My name's Alicia, and Stacy. today we have something that's a little bit overdue in the marital misadventure part of the world today for the people. Is that right? For the people, it is. So in our Facebook group on the website and in our email boxes, a number of you have asked about various of our past profilees who have managed to stay in the news through hook and crook. So, you know, you've wondered if we plan to revisit any of those stories or had given any new thought to the opinions we had at the time. And the short answer is yes. The longer answer is that today, because of the $1.6 billion lawsuit against Fox News and the spectacle of both its primetime lineup and its longtime leader testifying under oath in the case about a whole lot of lying, we are going to revisit the story of News Corp CEO, the media mogul Rupert Murdoch, a super rich guy. We first brought you Rupert's story back in July of 2019. Oh, the naive days of our youth before so very many things had happened. He was at the time married to Jerry Hall, Mick Jagger's ex-partner. And boy, were we all so innocent back then in the halcyon days of the before times. Innocence might be an understatement, but uh, let's do it. Today, Stacy, you're going to bring us up to speed on what's happened in old uh, Rupert's life over the last four-ish years, because I'm pretty sure he's no longer married to Jerry Hall. Yeah, he and Jerry are Splitsville and have been for, for a minute. Uh, I'm going to draw from an article in the current issue of Vanity Fair, written by Gabriel Sherman, to get into the more contemporaneous, long, strange trip of the now 92-year-old mogul. And then we're going to re-air our original story from back in 2019. We know a lot of you have found us more recently, and maybe you haven't gotten to that episode yet. Or maybe you, like me, had not listened to it in a long time. And friends, it is a fun one. But before we travel back to our own past, let's get into Gabe Sherman's reporting about the recent adventures of Rupert Murdoch. I love this bit of color that he draws. This is from a, an unnamed source, allegedly close to the Murdoch clan. It is, quote, There's been a joke in the family for a long time that 40 may be the new 30, but 80 is 80. Um, <laughs> Rupert, of course, is 92. He turned 92 on the 11th of March. Gabriel Sherman reports that in recent years, Rupert has suffered a broken back, seizures, two bouts of pneumonia, atrial fibrillation, a torn Achilles tendon, according to sources close to him. That's a lot of health ailments. There's a lot of health ailments. We're going to get into like some of those in a little more detail. It's, uh, it's a lot. He's also perhaps been a bit more erratic in his personal life than people might prefer. Last June, as noted, Rupert emailed Jerry Hall. Yeah, that's a tough way to ask for a divorce is via email. Ending their marriage. Uh, and then for two weeks this spring, he was very briefly engaged to a woman named Ann Leslie Smith. This is a 66-year-old former dental hygienist turned conservative radio host who maybe is a bit into the QAnon end of things. She told an interviewer in 2022 that COVID was a pandemic hatched by Bill Gates at Davos. Oh, a plandemic. Plandemic. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And a, a friend of Rupert, a person close to Rupert, according to Gabriel Sherman, says Rupert has been radicalized by his own echo chamber. However, the uh, engagement to Anne Leslie Smith is is also off. So, Yeah, Rupert just can't quite seem to keep himself out of the news these days. Mm -mm, mm -mm. So um, Gabriel Sherman gets a bit into background with Jerry Hall. I think this is awesome. So she, of course, is from Texas. And what do people in Texas like more than Fox News? Nothing. Oh, no, I was well, going to say oil, barbecue. Yes, oil and barbecue. <laughs> Seems right. Oil, barbecue, and Fox News, Texas. Okay. So Gabriel Sherman gets a bit into the background of how Rupert and Jerry Hall found each other oh, in goody. love. And as you may recall, Jerry Hall is from Texas. And, you know, many Texans are big fans of Fox News. So a few weeks into their dating, they fly on his private jet back to meet Jerry's family, who are all big Fox News, you know, fans, watchers, sure, lovers. Okay. As Sherman recounts it, 
Her family effectively lined up in a receiving line to treat Rupert Murdoch as though he were the king of Red America. You are kidding me. A receiving line? Yes. And so this is the first time in her life, maybe, that one of her relationships resulted in like profound approval from her family. And this was very meaningful to her. Six months into the relationship, he proposed to her and telling her, this is just fantastic given how this played out. Mick was so unfaithful to you. I'd never be unfaithful. Oh, mm. okay. <laughs> so they, they got married in March of 2016, seven days before Rupi turned 85 years old. Well, that's a nice birthday present. Easy way to remember your anniversary. March of 2016. That was a big year. I think you may recall a lot happened in the year of our Lord 2016. Unfortunately for the marriage of Rupert Murdoch and Jerry Hall. Well, Rupert started out as not a Trump fan, but came around because his favorite color is green, not red, not blue. Jerry Hall never liked Trump and apparently never, never hid that from her husband or their dinner guests or anything like that. That would make a dinner uncomfortable. It was a source of tension. Uh, I guess Rupert wanted to purchase a home in Florida near Mar-a-Lago to keep that relationship close. And she put the Knicks on that. So it's a little contention there. Gabriel Sherman notes that there was a lunch shortly after the election, which, you know, the surprise election that Donald Trump won. Jerry Hall asks Trump to reroute the Dakota Access Pipeline, which at the time had been there. There had been demonstrations on the ground for months to keep it away from uh, Native American land. According to Gabriel Sherman, Trump responded by asking if Jerry Hall wanted to serve in his administration as head of the Bureau of Indian Affairs. (laughs) (sighs) He... Quotes a friend of hers. Donald Trump's a real talent spotter. Just. Wow. (sighs) Yes, apparently Jerry told a friend it was horrible. I couldn't wait to get away. What do you do when your significant other has a friend that you're not fond of? It really is a tricky situation in a marriage. Yes, tricky situation. So we're going to jump ahead. January 2018, Rupert's head injury. So they were aboard uh, Rupert's son, Lachlan Murdoch's yacht. So Jerry was asleep in the stateroom. The the yacht is the Sarissa. Jerry bolts awake, hearing Rupert moaning in agony. She told friends that she found her 86-year-old husband lying in excruciating pain on the cabin floor. He had apparently, he had tripped trying to get to the bathroom in the dark, fell down, could not get up. So Jerry gets the captain who comes, I guess they get Rupert back into bed. The captain administers a uh, a shot of a painkiller, which seems that's pretty intense so that Rupert can sleep a bit through his pain. Uh, And then they hightail it. Like they sail through the night to the nearest port. So this is to the French Island of Grand Terre in Guadeloupe. So unfortunately this is like the comedy of terrible errors. And like, I realize we're talking about a situation where an 86 year old is, is badly injured. So however, Lachlan's yacht is so big. Oh, no. They cannot. It's like way over the pier. And so they have this like dangerous operation where they have to lower injured Rupert in a stretcher. Oh, my God. From the boat. Yeah. Boat, yacht. I mean, whatever. (laughs) City on the sea. City on the sea. Thank you. That's a better way to think of it, probably. So they race him to the hospital on the island only to find that there had been a recent fire and the hospital is, is closed. Oh, shit. No hospital. Oh, no. I'm not making this up, although hopefully Gabriel Sherman wasn't either. But according to him, Rupert Murdoch spent the night on a gurney under a tent that they set up in the parking lot of this hospital until James Murdoch, his other son, can get a private jet to the island to medevac him out and get him to the UCLA Medical Center in California. Holy cats. By the time he arrived, Rupert Murdoch was in critical condition, and someone, a person close to the family, said he kept almost dying. Yikes. Super serious. Also, while doctors were examining his x-rays and, you know, getting him getting him stabilized, they saw that Rupert had fractured vertebrae before in his back. And Rupert explained to the doctors that it must have been from the time that his ex-wife, Wendy Dang, pushed him into a piano during a fight, after which he spent weeks on the couch. 
Dang. Dang. Really? Yeah. Pushed him into piano? Yes, and um, Gabriel Sherman notes that Wendy Dang did not respond to requests for comment. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so his PR team kind of covers for this. Like, I think Jerry had to, like, spoon feed him for a few weeks. He was he was in very bad Critically shape. Critically Yeah. Okay. Um, but his PR team was just releasing statements like, I will have to work from home for a while, just covering everything up. So this is how Rupert and Jerry spent COVID, according to Gabriel Sherman. So a person is quoted saying he was scared for himself and was very careful. So according to sources, Rupert and Jerry quarantined in their Bel Air mansion without any staff for months, which must have been, it must have been like camping if you're Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> like, when has that guy not had staff? Hey, Trash Pandas, when you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? all in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project, an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Like so very many of us. Okay, so again, they're without staff. So Jerry Hall gets right to work. She orders a bunch of like robot vacuum cleaners. <laughs> so that the home is being maintained. She baked <laughs> sourdough bread like we, like all, we all did in 2020. And she would cook simple meals for him. Stuff like roast chicken, leg of lamb, vegetarian pasta. Like, Did she learn sea shanties too? You know what? <laughs> what she did learn. This is amazing. This is such, such color. I hope all of this is true. Okay, so I love, I love this bit. So Gabriel Sherman recounts that during the day, Rupert would watch the stock market and do Zoom calls with, you know, controlling his empire. While Jerry took online courses at UC Davis's winemaking program. Oh. Because <laughs> Rupert owned a vineyard and he could write off $3 million a year of vineyard expenses as long as she worked 500 hours a year on winemaking. Oh my! She spent the pandemic learning winemaking. I mean, that's a great way the to tax spend sure. the pandemic. But can you imagine having that much cash and being like, "This is the tax break we really need to get." Right? Where are your priorities? Right. This learn is, some sea shanties, man. This is like burying your ex-wife on your golf course so you can call it a cemetery. Anyway, I just I don't understand the links that people go to for tax breaks. It's remarkable to yeah. me. Yeah, three million. Our accountants get mad when we write off a lunch. No, so, it's true. It's true. We we get we get emails. As Mama always said, the rules are different for rich people. Rich people are different. At the age of ninety-one, Rupert Murdoch blew up this his fourth marriage. Jerry was in Oxfordshire at their estate last June. She checked her phone, and there was an email. <laughs> Oh, poor from, Jerry Hall. From her husband, Jerry, sadly, I've decided to call an end to our marriage. He emailed her. Apparently, she's shown screenshots to Gabriel Sherman. We have certainly had some good times, but I have much to do. My New York lawyer will be contacting yours immediately. That's an awful lot to put on a post-it note. So I guess she had to send it in an email. Yeah, um, so Jerry was blindsided. She said, Rupert and I never fought. They're just, 
you know, he had, I guess, become increasingly anti-abortion over the years, and this was a, a source of contention for them. His kids maybe thought Jerry was a little too stringent about, like, masking and testing before seeing their 90-plus-year-old. You are married to a 90-year-old. Let's protect his already very fragile health. Which is clearly how Jerry felt, but the kids, I think, I think Lachlan was probably like, but I just want to see dad anyway. That's why they made Zoom. These never felt like major issues to Jerry. They finalized their divorce settlement two months later. I'm sure there were ironclad prenups in place. One of the terms of the settlement, however, was that Jerry Hall could not give story ideas to the writers of the TV show Succession. That is just in, that is a weird caveat it to is. put in your divorce decree. Apparently there's been some... So in the Lachlan and James infighting, because that's how that works... Gabriel says that some people have said that Lachlan told Rupert that James was giving story ideas to the writers. <laughs> Lachlan denies that this conversation ever happened. Like, he never said that. I, I don't know. But I, that's, that's funny. That is a funny bit to put in your divorce agreement. All right. So um, Jerry says she had to move everything out of the Bel Air mansion within 30 days. She had to show receipts for each item. His security team was watching her. What do you mean show receipts? It's a dress I bought 35 years ago. It's my vintage I'm guessing, Gucci pants. I'm like, guessing the dresses were not disputed items. Like Rupert's probably not parading around in dresses that Jerry Hall might be wearing. <laughs> but no, I mean, that security guards watched her. Her kids came to help her pack. Could you uh, find a receipt for the groceries we bought two days ago? Like, that's a lot. Sure. So she did receive that Oxfordshire home in the divorce. Uh, and when she got settled into it, she realized that there were surveillance cameras all over the joint that were sending footage back to Fox headquarters. No. Oh, yeah, over in America. So Mick Jagger sent his security team to disconnect them all and give her her privacy. That is such a weird... Good on Mick Jagger. ...power move. But, like, you, you divorced her. You, that was your choice. Yeah, you emailed her, said you wanted a divorce. Now you should remove the cameras from intruding on her life. Right. If Jerry was confused about what had happened in their marriage, her confusion would soon dissipate when four months later, newspapers around the world printed photos of Rupert vacationing in Barbados with his new girlfriend. Yeah. This is Anne Leslie Smith. And according to Disputed accounts here, um, a source close to Rupert Murdoch says that this dinner I'm about to tell you about never happened. Mystery dinner. Mystery dinner. So Rupert and Jerry hosted Anne Leslie Smith for dinner in, at their ranch in Carmel, California, like a, a yearish earlier. She was, Anne Leslie Smith at the time was dating one of the, like the, the manager of the ranch. Oh, Okay. So Jerry didn't think anything of it when... I got all the sourdough and wine. We got plenty right. to share. Come on up. Come on up. <laughs> so yeah, Jerry didn't think anything of it when Ann Leslie Smith told Rupert that he and Fox News were saving democracy. I mean, that's the kind of thing people say to him. Or when Ann Leslie Smith, again, former dental hygienist, offered to give Rupert a tooth cleaning. I mean, she's a dental hygienist. I guess that's what you have to offer. If but she... that's a weird thing at a first time dinner party if she'd been a chef i guess she would have offered to cook a meal i now sure. to be fair the price of dentistry has You're, gone up considerably you are not kidding so i can imagine if you took advantage of this wine making tax break why wouldn't rupert murdoch be into a free dental cleaning especially if it's perio maintenance sure, like that's sure. pricey looking back jerry told friends that she thought that Rupert had just moved on the way that he had ended his previous marriages. He married Wendy Dang like 17 days after the end of his like quick, yeah. 31 year long marriage to Lachlan and James's mom, Anna. Oh, more color. This is lovely. Oh, no. On the first day of Lent in February, according to Gabriel Sherman. Just this year? This year, Jer okay. Jerry Hall told friends she made an effigy of Rupert Murdoch tied <gasps> dental floss around its neck <laughs> And burned it on the grill there. Wow. Probably at the Oxfordshire manse. Wow. That is a very specific <laughs> effigy. Yes. 
Uh, in March, Rupert Murdoch announced Mazel. He's getting married. He's getting hitched again. Fifth Love times it. the charm. Apparently. Yes. Uh, this also would have been Anne Leslie Smith's fourth marriage. So his fifth, her fourth. And, you know, her life has been weird. In her 20s, she married a guy named John B. Huntington, who's a descendant of a California railroad fortune. But they divorced when he became, he was, according to her, drinking heavily. Things got kind of bad. She became extremely depressed, perhaps suicidal. And this is when she had her born-again experience and became an evangelical Christian. She was a street preacher in Marin County, California, which, wow, mind-blowing, because Marin County is pretty countercultural in my view. All right. Interesting. She would later marry a country music singer. Uh, he passed away. Uh, anyway, she... <laughs> this is so colorful. Street preacher, married to a country music singer. Why not? This is amazing. Not? Yeah, so I guess on Facebook she shares uh, inspirational self-help things with some Christian nationalism and right-wing conspiracy theories, a little QAnon maybe, not sure. They had planned to marry this summer. He had proposed with an 11-carat diamond engagement ring. Whoa. This is uh, said to have been worth maybe $2.5 million. Oh. But a couple weeks after rolling out that news, Dunsey's Splitsville over, apparently what happened was that she said that Tucker Carlson is a messenger from God. And Rupert Murdoch, who knows Tucker Carlson well, was like, ah, ah, nope. I don't agree with that, honey. That was that. So the reason we are talking about... Rupert Murdoch today is specifically because of this Dominion lawsuit stuff. He's in court today. He's in court this week. The Dominion Fox court battle has been ongoing now it is, for weeks. Yeah, we're recording on Tuesday and the trial kicked off this morning. It was supposed to start yesterday, but the judge wanted the two sides to maybe try to work it out. Yeah, the whole family seems like it's in kind of a state of mess. There's been just this like fraternal infighting between James and Lachlan for years. Lachlan currently is sort of, he's the head of uh, the Fox. There was the Disney sale of a big chunk of their assets and Lachlan's now the, but he got chased out of California because of climate denialism and his role at Fox. So he's back in Australia now, like, Hey, secession writers, right. are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? Yeah. So there is a $1.6 billion defamation trial kicking off as we speak. So there was this one day delay, judge saying, like, try to settle. You told me about some reporting this morning. Fox offered $600 million in a settlement agreement. That's a genuine offer because American libel and defamation law is extremely difficult for a plaintiff to prevail in. So like it is, there is absolutely, however damning the evidence, there is no guarantee that Dominion will win this. So it's pretty clear to me that what Dominion is intending here is to do to Rupert and his network, what they did to Dominion, except that Dominion has facts and truth on its side, including tons of text and email material that is, that is really, it's been quite a, Quite a shocking bit of info coming out in the in the news lately. So Rupert and the entire evening lineup of Fox News are expected to testify. This is being billed as the media trial of the century. How many trials of the century have we covered on the show? A few. And I expect that a whole lot of us can look forward to weeks and weeks of giggles as all of this plays out in a very public way. So, hey friends. Okay, so late breaking news after we recorded around 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern. The lawsuit is ended. No more giggling, I suppose. We're all done. Um, Fox News will be paying Dominion Voting Systems $787.5 million. Something like that, yes. According to the New York Times, we don't yet know how many disclaimers Fox is going to have to tell its audience over the next, I don't know, years of its existence that it lied to all of them. Probably they'll phrase it differently. They're going to wordsmith that. So anyway, that's where things stand. No Dominion trial. It's over. I love (laughs) how the media cycle really supports our creative process. Breaking. Yeah. So anyway, news broke and we're here with you. No, news broke right as I was about to publish. You were going to hit publish and boom. However, we are going to intersect this bit in between the next bit where you get the original 
divorce of Rupert Murdoch. As originally planned. That's you. I'm here for the marital misadventure. Sure. I love it so much. Which we are about to, yes, we are about to pull up our 2019 story, but this is the front segment we're going to call The Further Misadventures of Rupert Murdoch. We originally aired Rupert's story back in 2019. July. Season 3, Episode 2, Forever Ago. Thank you, listeners, for the very best idea to come back and do a Trashy Divorces redo, a Trashy Divorces classic. We will have more of these over time. We don't want to, like cram them but yeah like we've we've been at this so often been at this for a while now and a lot of people have stayed present in the headlines thank you for that update you're welcome the sea shanty the sourdough bread the dental cleaning all that news to me let's go back and revisit rupert murdoch and his original trashy divorces story it's a fun one friends enjoy So, Stacey, my uh, Trashy Divorces profile for the week did not do so great with ruling the world, but I think your profile this week succeeded a little better. Yeah. yeah. Bad at bad at marriage. Oh, terrible at marriage. <laughs> what you got? Terrible at marriage. A gentleman you may have heard of by the name of Rupert Murdoch, Ugh. who founded what is now News Corp. Sure. Owner of many, many things. Including Fox News. I think he owns the world. Is that right? He's probably, I mean, there's a strong case to be made that he is the most powerful person on earth. Like he breaks governments when they upset him. So the most powerful and vindictive Mm -hmm. person on Lord Donnelly. (laughs) Yeah. he's. I mean, he's uh, weirdly, though, as we will see, he also has this like charming depth of warmth. Oh, I can't it's, wait to hear just, this story. This guy is upsetting. Talk I, to me. I would love to tell you a funny story about media mogul and News Corp chief Rupert Murdoch, but his story and its effects on the world, it's not particularly funny. Sorry. He's been married four times, divorced wow. three, and his last wife, his third wife, uh, Wendy Dang, is widely believed to be a spy. Dang. I mean, it's like, dang. It We're is. not saying that she is a Chinese spy. She's widely believed to be a spy. Not by us, just Some by people, people might say. I can't wait to hear the story. So it is, it's all of it is, Rupert Murdoch's life is a wild story, but it's not funny. Okay, let's get into it. It's perfect for a comedy podcast. I let's know, go. right? I know. As I was writing this, I was like, damn it, it's not. Keith Rupert Murdoch was born March 11th, 1931 in Melbourne, Australia. It's a Pisces. The son of a newspaper man, ah. also named Keith Murdoch. That's original. His, fa- <laughs> His father had been a war correspondent during World War I, and he built the template that Rupert would just run with. So in 1920, dad's a big shot Australian correspondent in London. Um, he is offered the editor ship of the Melbourne Herald and comes home to Australia. Melbourne. Melbourne. Hi, Aussies. Hey, Aussies. Uh, I hope uh, I hope I get this right for you. In 1926, he begins buying up other newspapers and then radio stations. He ends up buying all three local newspapers in the city of Adelaide. So suddenly he's a monopolist. Wow. So yeah, by the mid thirties, he steered the Herald into radio as well. I think they were invested in like 11 radio stations across Australia. He was really into like new technologies and how he could use them okay. for his own enrichment, sure, personal gain. Um, and he starts involving his papers in politics, which Goody. I mean, when you buy ink by the barrel, it's hard to resist the temptation, I guess. Fake news. It should be noted that even then, in the mid-30s, there were serious concerns about the type of media consolidation that Keith was engaged in, and which his son would supercharge in the digital era. But young Rupert was Keith's son, so he got what he could do with a newspaper and a strong point of view. In 1952, Rupert is 21 years old. He's at Oxford in England when his dad dies of cancer. So the family is forced to liquidate much of Keith's estate to pay taxes. Okay. And this, I think, because one of Murdoch's goals seems to be to use his newspaper power to install governments that will keep taxes low on oh, him. That will well, keep that's convenient. His taxes low. Sure. So I think maybe dad didn't pay taxes or something. Okay. Like it really seemed to damage the family significantly. Like, There's a big bill due upon dad's death. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they have to offload almost everything to pay for it. What they do get to keep 
are the papers in Adelaide. Okay. Which I, I gather at the time was kind of a provincial backwater. I like it. I don't think it was the hotbed that it is now. If it is now, I've I've never been. Sorry. I'm, I hear Adelaide's lovely. It's a city on the coast. I mean, it can't yeah. be terrible. Can't so. be terrible. Okay. Anyway, Rupert, you know, takes over the Adelaide News and turns it into this big financial success. And he's like, cool, more please. So he starts shopping around for other papers to buy. Soon he is supplying news nearly everywhere in Australia. Wow. Yeah. And he applied the same editorial approach to all of his holdings. So they would like boost the sports coverage. They would run with scandal coverage. And they had like zany headlines to make sure that their messaging was driven home. Yeah, he is said to have invented the modern tabloid format. Like what? You had it. You had a good headline. Uh, it was uh, "Headless Body Found in Topless Bar." Uh, is apparently a movie made based on a New York Post nice. headline from the from the uh, Murdoch era. If it bleeds, it leads. That's a thousand percent his uh, <laughs> his opinion of things. In 1956, he he gets married for the first time because this podcast is called Trashy Divorces, not History of Media Moguls. So he marries Patricia Booker. She is blonde, she's a department store model, and a flight attendant from Melbourne. According to a piece by Emily Jane Fox in Vanity Fair, Rupert's mother didn't think much of Patricia Booker. Mother-in-laws, man. Seriously. Also, Dame Elizabeth, his mother lived to be 103 years old, so what? we're probably stuck with Rupert Murdoch for quite some time. Holy smokes. So anyway, they have one child, Prudence, in 1958. The marriage lasts 11 years. Patricia was reportedly unhappy living in Adelaide, which, again, I just I think it just was not this, the modern city that it is today. Okay. It was just out of the way. They divorce in 1967, and this is the same year that he marries Anna Torv, a young reporter at his Daily Mirror in Sydney. That's no time at all. One assumes that perhaps there was a little bit of overlap wow. in those two relationships. And yes... The actress Anna Torv, best known as Agent Olivia Dunham on Fringe, is the niece of that Anna Torv. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Huh. True crime warning. And this is real. Like, this really happened. And it it's such a crazy story. 1969, two years into their marriage. Terrifying tragedy. So the Murdochs were living in England. He okay. had started buying up British papers. And one of Rupert's executives was a man named Alec McKay. Alec and his wife Muriel... I guess they were couples friends with the Murdochs. Sure. They're older than the Murdochs are, but okay. in any case. The Murdochs went home to Australia for Christmas, and while they were gone, they were like, hey, Alec and Muriel, like, use our Rolls Royce. Have fun. Like, tool around town. So, on December 29th, two men followed the Rolls Royce to the McKay home and abducted Muriel, thinking she was Anna Murdoch. <gasps> oh, no. They had a ransom plan that played out horrifically over a period of several weeks that followed. Specifically, they demanded a one million pound ransom. It's not clear how quickly the kidnappers realized they had the wrong person, but I mean, this is just, this sounds so horrible. They contacted Alec 18 times before they were caught. They were sending him letters that Muriel had written to prove that she was still alive. Like, sure. So they try to like arrange a payoff, right? He's going to drop the money somewhere. They're going to pick it up. The first place, this is in London. The first place just coincidentally is full of cops. So like it- Bobbies. Bobbies, sorry. Uh, so it doesn't work. So they try again a second time. Nosy neighbors are like, oh my God, there are suitcases and a phone box. Police, police. This is, this is unusual. <laughs> if you see something, say something. <laughs> well, and I guess the trouble, like this is the start of 1970. And I think the troubles were just getting going at the time. Oh, so, IRA is, yeah. yeah. So I think Louis Mountbatten. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. Surveillance at the second site, despite the nosy neighbors, had, had recorded a blue Volvo pass slowly by the phone box several times. This was traced to two brothers, Niamadine and Arthur Hossein. The pair were broke after buying an 11-acre farm where they were raising pigs and chickens. Police raided the place the next day. They found various things that were very important, including a notebook with torn pages that matched all of those letters that got sent. Oh. And, of course, their fingerprints matched the fingerprints on the letters. Sure. And what, Muriel's rescued, right? <laughs> what they never found was any sign of Muriel McKay. Oh. It is assumed that they murdered her at some point and fed her body to the pigs. They spent weeks searching, weeks, and they never found 
anything. All I can think about is that Criminal Minds episode where, God, that's the worst one ever, where they, oh, God, poor Muriel. Yes. That's, poor Muriel. That's exactly right. So even without- Just the, for knowing the Murdochs. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Even without a body, they were uh, convicted of Muriel's kidnapping and murder and served 20 years in prison for the crime. Anna, who they thought they were kidnapping, was 25 years old. She rightfully freaked the fuck I, out. Yeah. Wouldn't you? I mean, I there would not be enough Xanax yeah, a... for me to ever be right again. The marriage persisted, though. What does not kill us and our assistant makes us stronger? I I don't know. There was your there's your true crime interlude in the uh, in the lives and loves. You rarely dip your toe into true crime. I really do. I was shocked to see that. So that blew me away. There are okay. more similar similarities than I knew in this. Mm-hmm. You got plots and I murder know. and yeah. um, mother-in-laws. Okay. So back to Rupert's business, which, you know, he is all in. He is now, he's in Australia. He's in New Zealand. He's in England. So this marriage to Anna, she is so smart. She is so on, like she literally sits on the board of his company, but like she is so on board with his vision. They just fire on all cylinders. They click hard. And so, and she is integral to, she is like his, his loyal supporter at all turns while he's buying up like respected newspapers and turning them into trashy tabloids. Right. Like, okay. But she's on board she's dedicated. Yeah. 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 Devoted Um, wife. But he's not like a popular guy because people's hometown newspapers are getting turned into garbage in England. He's hated. Um, They call him like the dirty digger because his papers are obsessed with people's private stuff. Yeah. He buys New Zealand's The Dominion. He launches Australia's first national daily newspaper, The Australian. In 68, he grabs uh, the British tabloid News of the World, gets The Sun a year later. And when he uh, when he hired the an editor for The Sun, he explained, I want a tearaway paper with a lot of tits in it. Well, he's a classy guy. He's a classy guy. Classy. 72, he buys Sydney's The Daily Telegraph. 73, he purchases some uh, papers in Texas. And the next year, he moves to New York City. He founds the U.S. supermarket tabloid Star. And in mm. 76, he buys the New York Post. Mm. Let's talk about the New York Post because there's a tie-in to one of your favorite. Oh, I know. I love it. The founder without a father. I'm this... sorry. I think you mean Rupert Murdoch ruined the New York Post. I mean... It could be argued. Uh, This paper was founded by Alexander Hamilton in 1801 and had been a respected big city paper that generally promoted high-minded liberal values throughout most of its history. Who lives, who dies, who tells your story. It was also a profitable paper for most of its history, something that has never been true under Murdoch's leadership. The Post is now super trashy, sports a decidedly conservative editorial slant, and apparently loses tens of millions of dollars a year, with some estimates as high as $110 million a year. That's a lot of smackaroos. A lot of smackaroos to just let float away. But I mean, you know, he's got like Fox News pulls in billions a year, so he's he's got it. Yeah. So in the 80s, into the 80s, he's still gobbling up newspapers, but he also starts investing in satellite television and even entertainment. He buys a 50% stake in 20th Century Fox in 84. He wanted into the U.S. television market, but there was one problem. What's that? Under the law at the time, a foreign national could only own up to a 20% stake in a television station. Really? So Rupert Murdoch is like, fuck it, I'm an American now, and naturalizes. Oh. He's just like, yeah, I I can't get as rich as I want to be as an Australian, so fuck Australia. Sweet Jesus, the hypocrisy in this story is so strong. Yeah. So 1985, Rupee is an American now, buys up a network of independent television stations, and this forms the nucleus for Fox Broadcasting, which will soon bring to the world The Simpsons and other good shows. So No, I'm not going to diss on The Simpsons. I'm not it's either. a good show. X-Files was on Fox. Okay. Fringe was on Fox. Fringe was on Fox. Yeah. All through this, at his side, was Anna. Raising their three children, Elizabeth, Lachlan, and James, as well as Prudence, who lived with them as well. Daughter from the first marriage. Daughter from the first marriage. Which I found that interesting, too, that he apparently, like, took custody seriously of his daughter. You know, like, a lot of men at that time would not have, but he did. So good for him. Not sure how great her mom was in that. I think she... I got that impression, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. But as the years went by, 
Anna was growing weary of not really having like a fixed address. Did they live in Aspen? Did they live in New York? Are they Did American? They Are they Australian? Yeah. Are they English? Who knows? What the hell? And she, of course, had to try to fill the long stretches of time while Rupert was away on business. She took up the cello. Good for her. Didn't really suit her. No. She went back to school. She got a degree from NYU. Oh, wow. And then she wrote novels. She, she's written three novels, which were very well received. Holy cap. She was hoping, as the years went by, I mean, they were married for 31 years. She was like, "Wow, Rupert, why don't we go hang out on our 155-foot yacht, drink champagne, you and enjoy the good life. Throw a fucking line in the water or something. Let's like, be done, yeah. Have friends over. You can wear shorts. <laughs> um, I mean, like, consider <laughs> consider what they had built. Like, by 1997, Rupert has been a huge player in British politics for decades. And Tony Blair's New Labour was campaigning uh, for, like, for in the election that year. Okay. The conservatives had been in power for 18 years. They they were just done. And Murdoch sensed, like, he knew Tony Blair. He sensed, like, I can work with this guy, right? Rupert switches parties. He'd been a big Thatcherite. He'd been, but, you know, he sees a chance to turn the Labor Party into a kind of more conservative free market kind of vehicle. Okay. So he backs Blair and New Labor, and they win in a landslide. I won in a landslide. So Blair becomes prime minister. During the Blair years, Murdoch was described as an unofficial cabinet minister, and his influence was such that people say that Blair and Murdoch ran Britain for a decade. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, from Anna's perspective, they have enough. They have more than enough. They are billionaires. They can make and break governments. They have a brood of adept children, and they're getting older. Like, that would be enough. We're good. Why Wear not, shorts. Why not relax? Go to brunch. Why not relax and enjoy it? <laughs> I love it that we're so middle-aged that, like, brunch is the biggest deal. Like, let's go to brunch. All right. Instead, in the late 90s, Rupert's eyes gradually turned to the Chinese market. He couched his interest in the language of free markets and crushing autocracies, but everyone knew it was really about the billion pairs of untapped eyeballs and the ad dollars they could generate. Mm. He bought a stake in an Asian satellite broadcast network and started planning his invasion of mainland China. Wow. In the process, Rupert meets an employee of that satellite network named Wendy Deng. 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 And an affair commenced, as it would. Oh. In April of 98... Rupert leaves Anna. <gasps> what does Anna have to say about this? It was a complete shock to her and one that she put entirely at the feet of Rupert and Wendy. And like, she's only done, I think this is the only interview she's given after this. Okay. 2001, the Australian Women's Weekly. She says, I think that they're like, so what ended the marriage? And she's like, I think that Rupert's affair with Wendy Dang it's not an original plot. Hey, she has a degree from NYU. Was she's the, not. Was, she's a good communicator. It was the end of the marriage. Wow. His determination to continue with that. I thought we had a wonderful, happy marriage. Obviously, we didn't. To make matters worse, Rupert announces this through Liz Smith, the gossip columnist oh, at The Post God, that really? he owns. Yeah, she wrote, It is with some personal sadness that I announce the amicable separation of Rupert Murdoch and his beautiful wife, Anna, after 31 years of marriage and three children. The Murdochs say their situation is very painful and leaves them torn, but they are attempting to work out their differences. Mrs. Murdoch, a novelist and philanthropist, will remain on the board and continue in the Murdoch businesses. Oh, well, that's nice of them. Yeah, it was also a lie. Uh, Not long after, Rupert calls her up and is like, hey... By the way, you're not on the board anymore. Oh, my God. You can go to one more meeting. You can say your goodbyes. You're done. I cannot even imagine being, I have dedicated 30 years of my life to your goals, to raising your kids, to doing everything, and you're just going to ditch me on a fucking doorstep? Yep. God. Yep. To make matters worse, her son Lachlan is on the board, so she says her goodbyes, and then Lachlan escorts her out of the building. (laughs) Thanks, son. So this is not the part where Rupert displays weird warmth that is a little Yeah, I'm waiting to hear the warmth part. Yeah, that's not not there. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. More weirdness. So Anna is a devout Catholic. She consults Cardinal John O'Connor in New York. Like she consults a Catholic cardinal about her situation. Sure. Who knew Catholics were so pragmatic? The cardinal of the Catholic Church is like, well, you don't have any choice but to divorce him. <gasps> what? What? <laughs> I think he may have missed a lesson in cardinal school. I mean, good Lord. So I thought that was crazy pants. Uh, there was no prenup, apparently. So when the divorce was finalized in June of 99, so over a year later, okay. Anna walked away with $1.7 billion, including $1.7 billion, including $110 million in cold, hard cash. That is a lot of smackaroos. It is a lot of smackaroos. The settlement also puts her children and Prudence at the front of the line for payouts from News Corp, just in case he should have children with future wives. Anna remarried a few months after the divorce was finalized. And she and husband William Mann, a financier, live in the Hamptons in a home owned by Yasmin Aga Khan. And really? I, yeah, I have a feeling you... I have heard of the Aga Khan people. Uh, Princess Yasmin Prin- Aga Khan sure. is the daughter of Prince Ali Khan and Rita Hayworth. She of Gilda fame. Uh, Rita Hayworth will be an upcoming subject of a trashy divorce. She was married... And divorced five times. Wow. She married Ali Khan after Orson Welles. Wow. Yeah. No, it's a, a fantastic story. I can't wait to talk about Rita Hayworth. I didn't know that's interesting that they bought. Actually, I think they rent Yasmin Aga Khan's house. I think they rent her house. Interesting. That what I did see is six the, degrees of separation. It's all spider webs in this podcast. Yeah. What I did see is that uh, Yasmin Aga Khan is really active in Alzheimer's charities. Do you know why that is? Because her mother died of Alzheimer's. That is very true. Okay, back to our story. Rupert Murdoch remarried 17 days after... 17 days? 17 days after the divorce of his 31-year-long marriage was finalized. 17 days. That's a knife in the heart. Uh, Wife number three. Dang. Wendy Dang is a Chinese national who I think was born into a pretty privileged life there, although by Western standards, that's not saying a lot. And here's why I think that both of her parents are engineers, and she has three siblings. And China had a two and then one child policy yeah. for most of the second half of the 20th century, including like she was born in 69 or 67 or something. So the fact that there were four kids tells me that they were able to given a little cover yeah they were able to to get something worked out with authorities they apparently had a bigger apartment than their friends but they didn't have hot water (laughs) no one had hot water in the city that she grew up wow anyway so yeah when i say privileged i'm not saying she lived an opulent life it was very spare it was very spartan but more um, privileged than but, her peers and contemporaries. But, yes, but okay. her, her friends had it a little bit worse. So Wendy Dang is 37 years younger than Rupert. Uh, by all accounts, though, she is an enormously intelligent and driven person. She came to the States in 1988 on a student visa and enrolled at Cal State Northridge, earning okay. a degree in economics, then headed to Yale for an MBA. Oh, I mean, wow. Yeah. Okay. Little issue along the way, though. So when she got to California... She stayed with a couple named Jake and Joyce Cherry. But what do you mean stayed with? So Jake's company had done work in China and so the and the family moved there briefly. Okay. And was they, she like a foreign exchange student or a no, nanny? They, they or? met her like she they met her there. And so when she wanted to come to the States, they they were like, Cool, stay we'll with us. We'll be your host family. Yeah, okay. Exactly. You know how this is going to go, though, right? By 1990, Jake had left Joyce and married Wendy, who he then sponsored for a green card. 
Wow. Their marriage lasted just a few months longer than it took for that green card to come through. What? Yeah. He will not. He, he talked about it one time and to a reporter, and he has never spoken about it since. Dang. The boyfriend that she was cheating on him with oh also my Jesus. will not discuss... Like, a friend of his was just like, whatever happened between them broke him. He's broken. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, uh, by the late 90s, Wendy had finished up at Yale and taken a job at News Corp's Hong Kong outfit, Star TV. As an example of how talented she is in the workplace, the position that she was offered and accepted was an internship. Within a year, she was a vice president. <laughs> Excuse me? She was in charge of programming for, like, the entire Asia region. Like, it just... Uh, say what you will, and I will say some things about Wendy Dang, but she is an incredibly capable person. Or she had really nasty blackmail pictures on people. We've both been in corporate, and you wonder how people move up the way they do. I'm not saying that's what she did. Yeah, I have no I'm just saying that's an awfully quick rise in a corporate structure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. In 1997, she met China-obsessed Rupert Murdoch and began accompanying him on trips as a translator. Yeah. <sighs> Obviously, it became much more than that. So when they married, they did it aboard the yacht, Morning Glory. That Anna that wanted to retire Anna onto wanted and to let, let Rupert wear shorts, wear shorts and, and fish. Jesus. Yeah. Charlotte Church sang at the wedding. Pe huh. People marveled at Rupert's rejuvenation under Wendy's care. He took up yoga and started eating healthier. Uh -uh. He darkened his hair and bought more casual clothes. They were wildly in love. Although it's during this period that some of the more nefarious activities of his business life occur. Oh, this is just a trope. What does that mean? <laughs> just the comments, like middle age crisis. Oh, I'm yeah. marrying a younger woman. Yeah. I'm coloring my hair. Yeah. Except he was dancing on tables. I guess he was in his late fifties when they married. So I just, I mean, I just, old enough to still feel young. Yeah, I think of Rupert Murdoch as. He's just a very old man, yeah, but he's obviously he wasn't. always been like 90, yes. right? Okay. Yes. Like when I think of Rupert Murdoch, I just see Scrooge McDuck, but go ahead. <laughs> right? Counting all your gold? Yeah. I'm Scrooge McDuck? Yeah. I mean, maybe I have on pants. Shorts would have been cool, but what whatevs. I mean, counting all your gold and then like if, you know, you, the president in the White House won't take my phone call, like launching a years long campaign against you. Okay, so for instance, there was the phone hacking scandal in the United Kingdom where it was revealed that reporters at Murdoch Tabloids had routinely hacked into phones and computers of crime victims, the families of soldiers who died in combat. You can't do that. And even victims of the July 7th bombings in 2005. Oh my God. So his tabloid News of the World shut down entirely. It was not the only outlet that was implicated, but it was... It was the core. There are like 25 people who've been criminally charged in this to date, but it probably there will be more. These are dirty deeds. These are dirty deeds. And this thing came out in 2011. So the fact that they're still like, yeah, probably we're probably going to arrest more people. Oh, my God. Um, this prompted regulators to take a stronger stand on Murdoch companies, which is one reason why Comcast now owns the Sky satellite network that Murdoch used to own. Huh. Or owned a lot of. They, sure. He was going to bid for the rest of it. But UK regulators were like, dude, your companies are shit. <laughs> you're full of dirty deeds. You mm -hmm. can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. You're an irresponsible corporate entity and we don't want to let you do that. Well, so. at least some country has laws. Good for them. Yes. On the other hand, uh, Murdoch and his papers were big Brexit backers. So let's mm. not pretend that he won't break your country if he's pissed off. Uh. In the U.S., this is the same period where Fox News was essentially a hunting ground for sexual predators like Roger Ailes and Bill O'Reilly, mm -hmm. and the network ultimately paid out tens of millions of dollars, maybe more. Hundreds I, of millions. It, yeah, I we're never going to know. To silence accusers. And it can't be known how many careers never happened because women were chased out of media because they were so abused at the network. Mm. All right. So Rupert and Wendy are happily married. They have two daughters. She seems to make it her mission to make Rupert cool, even though, you know, he's just not, he's just not a cool dude. But soon Nicole Kidman, Hugh Jackman, Bono, David Geffen, Queen Rania of Jordan. Wow. Rania? Rania? Rania. Rania. Okay. I think I'm acting with confidence on that. I don't right. know. Just be confident. Barbara Walters, Vera Wang, Barry Diller. You know, the, this is their social circle now. Like. 
Wendy is one of those people. Like she. Wow. Just she loves people. And with the jet set. She becomes close friends with Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner before they have some weird and not quite well-explained role in the White House, you know? No, they go on vacation together, like for months Mm -hmm. at a time. It's weird. Yeah. Wendy is remodeling properties that Rupert owns. She's going clubbing with her fabulous friends. And Rupert heads to bed at whatever time 80-year-olds head to bed. (laughs) Like, because there's that 37-year age difference. And Rupert is a workaholic. I mean, as always, he is consumed with his work. So it's not exactly clear when rumors of Wendy's infidelity began. Oh, no. And it seems... Dang. (laughs) It seems possible to me that he might even have tolerated this for some time. Older guy, younger woman. Yeah. Yeah. But around 2012, there are some prominent names that begin to attach to Wendy Dang in the scuttlebutt of the... You know, Murdoch household staff. Like who? Like, for one, Eric Schmidt of Google. Oh. He has denied that anything ever happened. Sure. For another, Tony Blair. Jesus, no way. The former prime minister (sighs) of the United Kingdom, who had been close friends with Rupert Murdoch, who had been co-prime minister with Rupert Murdoch, who, you know, Rupert Murdoch had the unofficial seat in his cabinet, who like oh my god who turned a blind eye like throughout the 2000s there were numerous instances where where like phone hacking was suspected attached to Murdoch's tabloids and the Blair government never did anything if you'd just gone fishing with me I never would have cheated on oh god yeah so uh, isn't Tony Blair married he is he's been married to his wife since 1980 they have four kids together oh my god this is trashy. So, yeah. Yeah. Murdoch's longtime friend, political ally who ignored his misconduct in London. According to Vanity Fair, the, the Blair affair uh, lasted several months at least. Yikes. And the Murdoch household staff became fully aware of it <gasps> because Wendy would invite him to no. properties Rupert owned. No. Staffed by Rupert's people. No. And they, you know, they would... See Tony walk into the master bedroom and pull the door closed. Ugh. Ugh. Ugly. Important to note that Tony Blair has strenuously denied Natch. <laughs> infidelity. But on June 13th, 2013, believing himself betrayed by his wife and his longtime friend Tony Blair, Rupert files for divorce from Wendy and ends his friendship with Tony, obviously. There had been pre- and post-nuptial agreements in the Murdoch-Dang marriage. Because he's learned. Because he's learned. So the settlement was private. The day that both of them appeared in court to affirm the settlement to the judge and the judge, you know, and, and you recognize that by signing this document, it means you will not go to trial and you sure. accept the, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Rupert gets there before Wendy does. And, you know, reporters are waiting. Probably post-reporters are waiting to see what the boss man's doing. <laughs> So he's looking pretty dour. Like he gets there, you know, sits down. He's just kind of frowny and whatever, like you would. Wendy walks in about 20 minutes later and Rupert Murdoch lights up. Really? Like, yup, smiles. He is genuinely Aww. happy to see her. And they have two daughters together. So it's not like, and obviously he is like, he is an involved parent. <laughs> like say what you will about Rupert Murdoch, but He's like, he kept prudence when, again, men in right. that era usually didn't. He's super. He accounted for all of his kids. Yeah. All yeah. of his kids have jobs in the company and well, not anymore, but like yeah. James bailed. But so as of this writing, Wendy is still single, living in New York City, raising Grace and Chloe. On March 4th of 2016, Rupert married Jerry Hall. What? Mick Jagger's no partner way. of 20 plus years. You're kidding. The mother of Mick Jagger's four children. Oh my God. In a ceremony in London. And a week later, Rupert turned 85. <sighs> so hope springs eternal and the Murdoch clan's family reunions are gonna be lit. Uh, Rupert did not immediately support Donald Trump in 2016, but came around to him. And once Trump was in office, it has been reported that Rupert asked if the president could have the U.S. intelligence services 
look into whether Wendy was a Chinese intelligence operative. Oh my god. It has further been reported in Rupert's Wall Street Journal, no less, that U.S. intelligence warned Jared and Ivanka that Wendy was using their friendship to advance Chinese interests. <gasps> Wendy and We're Rupert's... not saying... <laughs> We're just telling you what Rupert's papers wrote. <laughs> Wendy and Rupert's daughters, Grace and Chloe, have false stakes in the multi-billion dollar family trust, a decision of Rupert's that caused some anger with the older children and Anna. To smooth things over, he gave every one of his kids $150 million in cash, which would do the job. What? $150 million? Yep. Just, oh, don't worry. Here, here's a Pad down, bank down payment. Cool. Yeah, here's a down payment on your inheritance. Don't worry about it. $150 million. Please don't be mad at me. Chump change. That's kind of right. Don't be mad. I'm Scrooge McDuck. Here, yeah. take some gold. So we can expect that the Torv Murdoch children and the Dang Murdoch children will have decades of uncomfortable events to get through together. Jesus Christ. In the U.S., <laughs> it appears that succession planning is in full effect. In March of 2019, 21st Century Fox, the entertainment arm, was sold to Disney for $71 billion. Excuse me? $71 billion? Mm -hmm. <gasps> And Fox Corp., which includes Fox News, Fox Business, and Fox Sports, was spun off into its own standalone company with Lachlan Murdoch at the helm. Lachlan is said to be even more conservative than his father, <laughs> but given the state of conservatism today, it is not clear to me whether that means Lachlan believes in lizard people and the hollow earth theory. Who knows? Mm. In any case, it's fair to say that the Australians of the 1930s Wondering aloud whether Keith Murdoch's media empire was healthy for democracy May had a point. Had a point. <laughs> Rupert Murdoch has spent decades corrupting Western institutions and feeding internal resentments while making personal decisions that leave him wondering whether he spent 14 years married to a Chinese spy. It's a weird Unbelievable. life. Unbelievable. <laughs> and one that future generations may well look back on as the person who brought an end to the age of democracy in the West. Rupert Murdoch, everybody. Oh, my God. That is some trash. It did end up being a little funny. <laughs> that is some trash. Uh, that story had everything. That, True crime, uh, international stories espionage. this week had everything. So let's talk about trash cans. So I think with Murdoch, it's probably best to break it out by as well. Um, the first one, like, maybe two, just because it does seem like mom seems a little lighter. being gross with... Uh, with their daughter. I'm going for higher for Anna Torv for sure. Yeah. Oh 31 years. That's yeah, that's just... that's five. That is just you're cheating on like mm. it's such it, you're right. It's a classic. It's just a trope um of middle-aged businessman like uh anyway. okay, five for that. Five for that. Um you know, I think that Wendy Dang probably is maybe not officially an intelligence asset, but certainly is, you know, answering questions when they're asked. <laughs> so You've got one of the most powerful men in the world who is so tied into, you know, three, count them, three major Western democracies, married to someone who is feeding information to, uh, a, let's say, an adversary. Um, you would tell us how many trash cans they would get, but it would compromise your intelligence. Sure. It's classified. It's classified. <laughs> but the number is large. Um, and then, honestly, you know... I have a good feeling about this Jerry Hall thing. I think uh, I think he's had his last divorce. Well, Jerry Hall's she's got a significantly younger. Well, she's like fifty nine, and he's, he's eighty five, seven. Yeah, okay, sure. She keeps him on her toes. She's older than Wendy Dang. <laughs> Jeez, dang. Well, hope springs eternal. We wish Rupert. Keith Murdoch, the very best. Keith Rupert. Keith Rupert. In his fourth marriage. In his fourth marriage. Um, and, I mean, seriously, Lachlan, like, he kind of scares me because to be more conservative than Rupert Murdoch. I don't even know how you do that. Don't you, don't you put on a uniform when that's the case? <laughs> Wowza. And that's a wrap for another episode of Trashy Divorces. So many trash cans. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in yep. to another episode of Trashy Divorces. I hope you enjoyed that whole wild and crazy ride as much as we did. 
keep your head about you. Go fishing more. Wear some shorts. Wear some shorts. Keep that head on those shoulders. Keep it freedom. Thanks, y'all. Keep it inky. (laughs) We're done. Bye. Bye, guys. Keep it trashy. (laughs) Hey, Trash Pandas. Thanks so much for tuning in to that Trashy Divorces classic episode. Don't forget, subscribe now to our brand new Trashy Endeavor, Trashy Royals. That's going to soft launch for you tomorrow, this Thursday, April 20th. Absolutely. Just search whatever podcast player you're looking at for Trashy Royals and it should come up. You will recognize the art because it's on brand. And we are going to be back for you this weekend with a brand new, fresh new piping hot tale of marital misadventure. Y'all, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you for spending your time with us, for telling your friends, for your kind emails, for your kind reviews, for your support on Patreon. Holy catch, y'all are simply the best until we meet again, darlings. Keep your hands clean, friends. Keep those hearts trashy. Big love. See you this weekend. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at CarbonMade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at TrashyDivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at TrashyDivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at Patreon.com slash TrashyDivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy y'all.